installment of the yummy cocoa show this is a pop culture variety show podcast for your ear holes with sketches music interviews games i'm your host yummy coco aka color prosper i'm a writer and a filmmaker on this show we talk about everything from bad trip to turtle walks in a bar that's a real thing um more on that later uh, with my friend leslie hennen she's um a writer producer um, she lives in Chicago with her dog named Kevin, but she's moving to LA. Um, we're going to talk about disability um, as it's represented in film and television. Um, but first up, some housekeeping. If you like this show, please give it five stars on Apple. Write a review, subscribe, uh, anything. Share. Share, my, um, share a link to my podcast. It helps more people to find the show. And so with that, we're going to just launch into the interview with Leslie Hennen. Um, and you'll find we're going to be talking about Among Us to start. And then we'll just talk more about uh, TV after that. I don't, do you play Among Us? Oh, yeah. You play Among Us? I, yeah, I, I do. <laughs> yeah he's super into it I because I never I I was just like never really into video games and yeah he he loves it he loves Roblox and uh, a bunch of other other games Minecraft yeah I have like my group of friends here in Chicago from film school we like started playing Among Us during the pandemic because it was just like a thing to do we'd all just hop on Zoom and like uh play among us so yeah yeah have you ever been sus yeah (laughs) what happened I I don't even I also feel like I barely know the rule like at least when I first started playing I did not know what I was doing and so I would just Uh like constantly be like making mistakes and like killing people like and people would be right in front of me and they're like what did you <laughs> oh no yeah and i always they, so, they see you vent or something yeah i figure i finally figured out the vents situation uh-huh complicated complicated game <laughs> oh my goodness what does that mean like vent like it, you you go into some kind of tunnel like mario or something yeah right? so it's like when you're the killer or the whatever it's called you're able to go through these um, vents and yeah. the other players can't do that. But if another player, oh. like if another player sees you coming out of the vent, then they automatically know that you're the killer. So then they can like report you or whatever. Yeah. It's it's like, oh <laughs> yeah. She's sus. Yeah. 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 Then you like message the other, you can like call a meeting and they're like, I yeah. think green is being green is being sus. We got to vote them right. out. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 But that's the extent of my Among Us knowledge. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, can you pick a color? Can you be a, a particular color all the time? Or yeah, you can changes? pick. You can. Uh, so like at the start of every game, you hop into like a little room, and everyone picks mm-hmm. their their character color, and then you can pick a hat. <laughs> they have like different hats you can pick, like switch through. So Lots what's your Among Us look? 
Uh, so mine is like a little orange character, uh-huh. and then it has like a uh, like a cheese, <laughs> a cheese hat, sweet. Like a block of oh, cheese. sweet Midwest for like represents. the Midwest. Yeah, nice cheese curds. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> and then they have like weird names like juicy, or like laugh or something like laff i i don't know it's like weird names you can pick your own name i think okay mine mine is always just like i forgot to update it the first time so it mine just says player nice (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's not it's not player right no it's it's er er yeah okay just just player (laughs) nice it's i mean i feel like it's more serious that way yeah like you've come to play exactly i am here to play you you're coming here to play you're not sus yes exactly. and you're not gonna find it that i'm sus nice <laughs> um and and uh this uh segues to you wanting to become a hollywood player yes huh. exactly yes a hollywood player <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah because we were talking about log lines and <clears throat> you and i met through um Amy Aniobi's mentoring group, um, which has been awesome. Um, we are logline buddies. Um, so how did Amy come into your life? Because this is also sort of a Hollywood player story of totally. how you met writer, producer, director, Amy Aniobi. Yes. I guess she had her directing premiere. Yes. I'm proud of her. Yes. Um, well, she's directed movies, too. She um, right. made this really great movie called The The Honeymoon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last year. Yeah, two years ago. I have to watch that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I met Amy. Basically, I um, I applied to this or I submitted to a script competition, the mm-hmm. Women in Comedy Festival. Um, and they had uh, like a competition with HBO that was pitch your first five pages um, of it was supposed to be a 30 page pilot. And I mm-hmm. was like, whatever, I'm never going to get this. I'm never going to like make it in. So I'm just going to submit the first five pages of this web series idea that I have. Um, and I had like eight episodes that were each 10 pages long. So I had like 80 mm-hmm. pages of stuff. Wow. <laughs> but, wow. Yeah. So I, I submitted my first five pages of the first episode. And then I found out I made it to the finalist round. And I was like, oh, shit. Okay. And they were like, uh, please send us the full 30-page pilot. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> okay. Wow, because they really liked it. Yeah, well, they made it. It was, uh, I think there were five finalists. So then the next, it was a pitching competition. So it was like, um, send us the full pilot script and a five-minute video pitch of like yourself pitching the series. So I did yeah. that. And then I just like threw together uh, like 30 pages of those web series scripts that I had and like made it into like a 30 page, uh, very, very not structured pilot as we were talking yeah. about earlier. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was structured but, enough that they liked it. Yes. Well, yeah, that was like my video pitch. What was it about? It's basically, uh, so I write a lot about disability. I was born with club feet, um, which is like a uh, mobility uh limited disability those were not words but Mm -hmm. um so the script is basically like um curb your enthusiasm but Mm -hmm. if larry david uh was me (laughs) like a a young woman with a like a a physical disability that's like not quite visible uh like on a first impression yeah i just i feel like i'm always finding myself in these like awkward uh like funny situations of people like not understanding that like i have a disability right away and like um so it's just 
like basically me reacting in these situations as if I like want to in real life, but like I don't actually. <laughs> yeah. So it's me just like being a cranky like Larry David version of myself. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's one of my favorite shows, one of the best characters on TV. Yes. Um, I I I always tend to to love the unlikable person like yes, the narcissist I, I find them to be hilarious so I, I think that that's a great spin on it um especially like I love the the show Rami there's the character yes. his best friend Steve. and he's also not the most likable guy yeah um but he's he's a real person exactly yeah yes oh I love Rami that's like uh one of my favorite shows just in general like I oh love- yeah things that are like very character driven so even like I just love how they separate out like you know each character kind of gets their own episode and then they'll do like everyone all together um and then go back to like a different character for another episode but yeah Steve um Steve's character is great right and yeah it's it's partly what you do as a script consultant too is is uh with respectability um can you tell us a little bit about that yeah, so I work with a nonprofit organization called Respectability, and we do. So they're they actually started out in public policy. So they mm-hmm. were working with lawmakers in D.C. around like just creating more um, laws for people with disabilities and like creating more employment opportunities for people with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And that um, they expanded into the entertainment industry because. You know, they realize that, you know, what you see on screen really affects the way that, like, you, like, people with disabilities see themselves in real life and also the way that, like, they're treated by other people in real life. So we do a lot of – I work on the Hollywood team, and so we do a lot of script consulting with, like, studios and independent filmmakers and different, like, production companies to – just make sure that if there's a character or a storyline that does include disability, that it's being done in like a very authentic way. And it's not like perpetuating any negative or false stereotypes. Um, Yeah. Which isn't to say that like a character can't be a character with a disability can't be like bad quote unquote, or like the villain, like it's just done in a way that like their disability doesn't make them the villain. Like, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, because even um, I was thinking about the movie um, Trading Trading Places with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd, oh, and yeah. there's a moment of where his um, he was pretending to not have legs. Eddie Murphy he oh, was yeah. he was pretending to be um, an unhoused person with without legs. Uh, he was in front of something and he was front of he was in front of the same building where Dan Aykroyd worked and he was uh, doing some kind of scam but like um no you know no one knew that and the cops uh when they approached him they approached him like suspiciously like they they thought that maybe this this guy was not um without legs and so they lift him up and then his legs drop and he's oh I can walk I remember that scene, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's almost like um it's almost like a it, it's if it's not totally obvious to someone, oh people can kind of be suspicious. Maybe yeah. that's something in our in our in our DNA. That happened recently to a man too. I think it was like I forgot where. It might have been in Southeast Asia where he was in a car and he parked I think in um handicap spot and got 
yelled at and then he had to like flash her his card or, or yeah. something to prove that happens so has that ever time. happened to you it hasn't happened to me so i haven't had a car in like 10 years mm-hmm. <laughs> so because uh, i lived in new york for a long time and i'm in chicago now so i just like take public transportation everywhere but yeah. Like, I had definitely have friends that that's happened to. Like, if people that have, like, invisible disabilities or just, like, chronic pain that, you know, they're protected under the ADA, like, the Americans with Disabilities Act that, right. and, you know, and they are able to use those accessible parking spaces. But other people find, like, non-disabled people, for whatever reason, get so upset. <laughs> like, they act like these gatekeepers uh, when, like, you know, they think someone doesn't look disabled enough. You know, they yell at them and it's like, I think I know <laughs> yeah. like, my own body better than you. <laughs> right. Yeah. But the, has that ever happened to you, though, where, where you ended up having to, um, like, prove yourself, prove who you, yeah. like, how you move through the world? Totally. Well, I've had, like, the, the one experience that comes to mind that's just, like, the, the weirdest <laughs> was I was, like, 12 or 13, and my... My dad is a big motorcycle guy, and so he made oh, me take. Awesome. Yeah, he made me take like a motorcycle safety class with him. Cause, oh, nice. Yeah, so that was real cool. Like Harley's? <laughs> uh, no, he has some like fancy. I don't even. I think it's a BMW. Like wow, uh, it's like one of those fancy ones. Because <laughs> he like he gets all like suited up and like does like cross country like motorcycle trips like a oh, crazy wow. person. But yeah, so he made me take like a safety class with him and. I was getting onto the back of the bike and this woman came over and like decided that I looked like I needed help for whatever reason. Um, yeah. And I wear leg braces, but like, um, so she just walked over and started like pulling on one of my legs, like trying to pull it like over to the other side. And I was like, um, like, ouch, like, can yeah. you please stop? And she yeah. was like, oh, she's like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just assumed like your leg was fake. <laughs> Oh my god! Like, when? Why on earth would you just try to like rip off someone's fake leg? Like, what is wrong with you? And two, just like, who? Like, to make you more comfortable. Like, she thought she was making you more comfortable. She thought she was like helping, like push my leg over to the other side of the bike. I don't because it was. I don't know. I don't know what she was thinking. But that's yeah. No, don't touch me. It definitely don't touch people. Like in general, that's a good good rule of life. Ugh. Yeah. So what happened? Was your was your dad like, excuse me, this is a motorcycle safety, not a stranger danger I don't even class. remember. what was like my a, daughter. It was like a group class. It was like a woman in the class. And so she thought she was helping by like helping me get onto the back of the bike. I don't know. I think I don't even remember if my dad said anything. He was just kind of like, what's happening? And I was like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, please, oh. please put my leg down, strange lady. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. So let's, um, let's hold that thought for a second and cut to a sketch. Sketch. In an ant colony far, far away in someone's house in South LA. So soon, I see. And why are there so few of you left? My queen, it, it was a bloodbath. Your highness, we heard the lady of the house scream, Ew, ants, just die. 
Then she blasted us with Windex. We lost Alatito, Pito, and Cheeto's 5,000 siblings. We, we even lost Mr. Cheesy Feet. No! Cheesy Feet? He promised me Parmesan crumb. Well, he's dead now. Let's move! Silence! I don't want to move! Let's drop this hero and get with the new hero! My queen, it, it sounds like you don't want to move. It's annoying! And I was here first! We have intel that she told her husband that she quote-unquote plans to fuck us up. Yeah, she's pulling out all the stops, and I heard she's got some gnarly bug spray. Man, I think it's time to retreat. This place sucks. But what about the sofa? So many crumbs and ice cream stains. Yum, yum, yum. It's a dead end. The family eats at the table only now. <gasps> We've heard the people next door are total slobs. We could go undetected for years. Let's go there! Okay, let us move. Yay! Yay. Oh, oh no, Ray! Oh. We're too late. Oh. <coughs> <coughs> well, at least we don't have to move. <coughs> Leslie, she's a writer, producer, and my logline buddy. So, Leslie, can you tell us uh, about your writing journey, um, how you got your start, and um, what you want to see in the world in terms of uh, stories? In terms mm-hmm. of like my writing, yeah, I feel like I really just started with just writing stories that like I didn't I've never really seen myself on screen or like on TV or I definitely Mm -hmm. didn't growing up or when I did like if there was ever a disabled character they were like used as this inspirational trope to like teach a lesson or like there's like the what's that episode of saved by the bell uh Mm -hmm. what's his face oh my god with like the girl in the wheelchair (laughs) and he's like we never saw her again never again yeah (laughs) usually you never see them again and the whole thing is that like he it's like a phone date right or like a dating service and he like has no idea that she uses a wheelchair and then like yeah that's this big like ordeal where he's like oh and then he like he's such a sociopath yes Uh he like parades her around school and he's like this is i forget her name but she's like she uses a wheelchair and she's like not mad about it it's just like this whole like such a weird (laughs) vibe But that was, like, what I grew up watching as, like, a yeah, child of the 90s. And so yes. it was, like, uh, I don't know. So it was just, like, as I got older, I was, like, I just need to write. 
stories that are like real and like stuff that I actually experienced because I could never identify with like any of these like actually disabled characters. And also like um, the more I learn about casting and like the importance of authentic casting, Mm -hmm. like especially when it comes to disability, it's like all of those characters that I grew up seeing on TV, even if they were disabled, like they were nine times out of 10 played by an able-bodied actor or like a non-disabled actor. And so, is that something that you you push back on when you work with different clients, like with out with respectability? Like, yeah. who are you casting for this? Totally, that's a big thing. Do they tell you up front? Most of them do. I mean, we have to sign like a million NDAs, and so it's they will tell us most place. So it's it's a mix. Like people will come to us at the very beginning, like as they're writing the script, and like want help with the casting breakdowns, and like make sure that they're using appropriate. Um, terminology and like uh, making sure that they're casting like a wide enough net and like going out to the right agencies that do represent actors with disabilities Mm -hmm. Um, but then there's other people that come to us and they're like hey we're shooting tomorrow the actor we cast is not disabled Uh, how do we fix this and we are basically like well you you can't (laughs) like yeah there are ways but it's not it will never be as good there are just like so many nuances that like a disabled actor with like the lived experience of of whatever uh, disability you're trying to portray will pick up on that like a non-disabled actor just wouldn't uh, just won't be able to uh, convey. Right. So it is super important, I think, for to be authentic in casting and just in general. Like, there's so um disabled actors have so few roles that they're even considered for in the industry Mm -hmm. right now which is like a problem in itself but then when a non-disabled actor is cast in a disabled role it's just like an extra like slap in the face basically uh right and it's just like an an extra sort of um flex like oh this is what i can do and yeah give me an oscar yeah but i do think uh one thing we like to recommend is like keeping your characters or like the scripts flexible in terms so Mm -hmm. like like you can if this if the story like allows for it say you like want to cast a a character with a physical disability and then depending on you know in the casting process you find this great actor um and like depending on what their disability is you can go back in and kind of rewrite the script a little bit to fit their specific story um, yeah. So that's one approach that we recommend taking, which um, works out pretty well. Yeah. yeah, that's that's very helpful for them. Yeah, they they feel like they are um, moving in the right direction. It's helping them get their project made. Yeah, it's definitely it's definitely nice when people come to us early on. <laughs> yes. As opposed to like, here, this film is done. We want your seal of approval. And we have to be like, um, no. <laughs> so are these like, these are huge studios, though. Are But are there also independent filmmakers that are approaching you? Yeah, there definitely are. I'm also, I'm fairly new to the team. So I know that they, um, the company has consulted on like independent projects in the past um Mm -hmm. but yeah it definitely ranges from like big studios to just like independent filmmakers I did have a meeting the other day with someone who was working on um adding audio description into um, their films and he was an independent filmmaker so an audio description is basically like basically like captioning but for people who are low vision or blind 
So yeah. it would be like in between the dialogue, there's like a pre-recorded voice that's describing the visuals on on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of like HBO Max is adding that to a lot of their content. Um, oh, that's great. Recently. So yeah, a lot of big streamers are starting to do that, which is really great. That, and is that the work of respectability doing that? Uh, I think it's uh, a mix. I mean, it's definitely something that like the disability community in general has been pushing for. So I think it's great that people are starting to recognize uh, that there's a That's need. Great. Yeah. 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 Even uh, recently um, when Joe Biden, I don't know if it was in his uh, inauguration speech or he made a speech, I think when it was like um, for sure that he won uh he included disabled people yeah how did that i I remember um this woman uh santina uh, mua who i follow um from ucb uh she was really excited and touched by it like how did you feel about that yeah i felt similarly because i think it is you mentioned this earlier too that so often people like separate disability from other like underrepresented groups um Mm -hmm. for whatever reason and so yeah that was great to hear him you know acknowledge it um the community in that way and i think it's you know the disability community is like really the biggest minority group like and it's the like one in four americans are disabled i believe yeah I, I believe that's correct <laughs> but yeah. it's like a big uh, the biggest group and it's also the only group that like you can join at any time like if you're mm-hmm. not born disabled like you you can become part of the disabled community like at any point and like right. even as everyone gets older like you will more likely than not like become disabled in some way and so it just like having more awareness around like the like ADA and the rights that, like people are like that people deserve um, Mm -hmm. I think is important. So you have a great story called Walk and Roll. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Uh, Is that based on a true story? Is that based on your life? Yeah, yep. That's pretty much uh, based on my uh, story. Like I I used a walker when I was very young, Mm -hmm. like in preschool. Um, So the story is a little bit different, but... um, so I there I've used like various devices over the years. So I like there was a point where I used a wheelchair for a while, and then I mm-hmm. moved to a walker, and then I um, now I, I just use leg braces, and I've worn them since I was like uh, like six or seven. I think was like just the just the leg braces. But so it was just you know looking back now on like that progression of yeah. like um, physical disability or like I guess degression <laughs> is that uh-huh. the right word um of it um because when I was little and I was like very often the only um physically disabled kid in the school it was like such a cool thing to the other kids in like first grade it was like everyone was trying to like use my walker uh oh. and, like, just like ask me about it and like as a little as a kid I was like heck yeah like I'm the coolest kid I yeah was, like, <laughs> yeah yeah take <laughs> yeah. my walker yeah I was like go for it <laughs> Uh-huh. And I would always get to pick uh, an elevator buddy because our school was like two levels. And so the art yeah. like art room and the music room were downstairs. And so all the other kids would go down the stairs. But I would get to pick an elevator buddy and go um, take the elevator to meet the rest of the class. So like when I was like seven nice. years old, I was like, this is the coolest thing 
and all the other kids would like fight over it yeah teachers would get like mad at me they're like just pick someone like (laughs) or i'd pick were there kids that campaigned to be your (laughs) elevator buddy I don't know if it was such a campaign, but it was, there were definitely like, I would get in trouble for picking like the same person over and over again. And like, you have to give everyone a chance. Uh, and like, yeah. Oh, so there were some kids that were like butthurt that they were not elevator oh, buddy. Oh yeah. Kids would get mad. Oh. But whatever. I loved it. I like relished in this. Yeah. But then, yeah. Then like, uh, as I got older and it was like, you know, you start to become more self-aware and like, mm-hmm. again, like seeing representation of disability on screen in like pretty much always a negative way, or at least not in a way that like I identified with as like a realistic experience. It was like, oh, so maybe this is a bad thing. And then you sort of like internalize it as you like get older. So, um, but yeah, with walk and roll, it was like, I really wanted to focus on that specific time in my life. And I also mm-hmm. added in um, the character of Jade, who uses a wheelchair. So mm-hmm. I just, like, you know, would like to explore kind of the different experiences between, like, uh, a wheelchair, which is, like, a very physical disability versus, like, my character with the leg braces that are less visible. Like, if I'm wearing long pants, like, no one notices. And so these sort of, like, different nuances and, like, there's so many different experiences, like, not every disability um, has the same experience. I think that's important to to recognize on screen as well. Right. You live in uh, in Chicago. It's a really old city. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it is it is it um, like what's it like for you? Like in New York, um, there are areas where um, you're getting out of a subway. There are no elevators. It's just stairs. Yeah. So what's what's it like for you getting around? And you're using public transportation to get around the city you don't have a car um like what what's that like yeah I mean so to be honest I feel like I've had what could be better I I mean any city I think can be better uh accessibility wise (laughs) but for Chicago specifically I feel like I've had because I moved here in 2019 and I spent basically all of my time at Second City I was going I did like a year-long film program there and then mm-hmm. 2020 happened and I spent all of my time in my apartment. So it's been yes. like, I haven't had like a true Chicago experience, I feel like. Um, but I mean, public transportation, I'd say it's pretty similar to New York. Mm-hmm. The, I honestly, I live right next to a bus stop. So I took the bus more often than I took the train. Yeah. So I don't know how accessible the train stations are. I know they have, I mean, I'm guessing it's similar to New York where they're not all accessible. Like New York is probably the least accessible city in America. If yeah, not the it's world. terrible. <laughs> it's so bad. Um, yeah, there's a video I can't remember. It's like a few years old, but it was a guy who uses a wheelchair and who is trying to go from Manhattan to Brooklyn to buy the Rainbow Bagel or whatever when that was really oh, popular. Oh, oh yes, it's, it's gross in yeah, uh, Williamsburg. Uh huh. Yeah, it's not even good. But the video is so it's so funny, but it's also so just like heartbreaking to watch. It yeah, takes, it was harrowing. Yeah, it journey takes for him like six hours to get to. Damn. Because you can't, like, nothing is accessible. Like, you get, like, every elevator's broken. And then he finally gets to the, the bagel shop, and there's, like, a one step to get up. And so he can't even get into the store. Yeah. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. Very similar situations in Chicago and all over the place, really. <laughs> yeah. No, it really, yeah, it really can 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 suck. Because I, um, it's, 
especially like where I lived in Flatbush, you're you have to walk a mile just to get to the train. Yes. And then um, once you're at the train, then, you know, you might have to take two trains to get to some something else. And so, yeah, it's like, you know, major city in the world. And it's yeah, it's it's tough to get around if you're in the outer borough, if you're not in Manhattan. Were you in Manhattan or you were in Queens or I I was in Manhattan for a few years and then I was in Brooklyn for like three four years um and yeah took a lot of public transportation and I am like I'm able to do stairs um as Mm -hmm. long as there's a railing so most of the time there's a railing but then there have definitely been times where like people are walking down the wrong side of the stairs and I'm like I need like so they will like walk and like block the railing and then we just have to be in like a standoff oh my god I'm like listen (laughs) like you have to get out of my way Like, and then there's like the awkwardness where they're like, well, you don't look disabled. I'm like, well, I swear I am. I'm like, just let me go up the stairs. Like that has happened like more times than I can count. Uh, But yeah, one time it happened, it was me and a person who was blind or low vision or something. So they had like a helper who was helping them down the wrong side of the stairs. And it was just like this debacle where I was like, okay, like one of us has, it was like rush hour. It was just like quintessential i don't even remember how we got out of that situation but (laughs) get out of the way yeah it was just like this disabled standoff (laughs) oh Uh. yeah so what are you looking forward to most about moving to la oh i don't know i I mean i'm excited to live somewhere where like winter doesn't exist for once in my life yeah (laughs) that sounds nice um just a change of scenery, I think, honestly, after being, like, stuck in my apartment for a year and a half, <laughs> going uh-huh. on it over a year. Um, but, yeah, and I have, like, some friends out there that I haven't seen in a long time. So just, mm-hmm. just like, a new a new adventure. <laughs> yeah. When, when is it happening? Uh, well, my lease in Chicago is up July 1st, so it will be sometime around then. Yeah, it's exciting. And you're already starting to, so you have friends here already, but then you're also um, building roots like through the mentoring group and and through other avenues. And so, uh, and then of course you're, you're, um, you're associated with respectability. So you're already meeting producers and and stuff. So you're just, you know, the Hollywood player is is (laughs) happening already in Chicago at this moment as we speak. Yes. The Hollywood player is ready to play. Yes. You know, we were talking about like the writing process um, and like not writing, not writing with the outline. That's okay. I don't do it either. Um, But it it does slow things down. But like, what is the process like for you and how, like, um, how long does it take you to to finish a script? And then um, is there something that you're trying to shoot soon? Yeah. Um. That's a great question. So my writing process is very much like, as of now, like I get an idea mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, it's either either an idea for like a character or I remember like a moment from my life where I'm like, that was weird. Like what, <laughs> like let's unpack that more. And so I will try to like, um, sort of like create a character in a world around this like idea that I want to explore mm-hmm. or like heighten from my real life. Um, and then... I, you know, I typically don't outline, so I'll just, like, dive right in and start writing. I do like to write character bios before I start writing. Okay, so that's sort of outline in a way. Yeah, I feel like it's helpful just to, like, get to know the characters Mm -hmm. 
Um, and so I, I will do that and then I'll just sort of dive right in. Um, and then once I have what I think is the story, I will go back and I'll be like, okay, this is all over the place. <laughs> I've gotten better at like self editing where I'm like, okay, this, I already know that the structure is like rough. So then I'll go back in and I'll, I'll, I will almost, I'll make an outline after I write uh, and then sort of like piece things together and mm -hmm. try to find like more of a, like a story thread and like rearrange things. Um, and uh, one thing I've started doing is I'll have like a separate um, like document where I will, instead of just like erasing scenes, I'll just like cut and paste them into this like just like dump oh i draft. do that yeah like I a slush that. a slush pile like yeah. a slush draft yeah yeah because i'll write like a whole scene and then i'll realize like i really only need like the last like half page of this like we'll just like start right in and then i like just put everything from the first half of the scene into like this other document and then like sometimes i'll go back and grab stuff but other times it's just helpful to like have that there right um yeah, so that's what that's pretty much it. And as it depends, honestly, like walk and roll, I wrote in like two sessions. Like I just sat down and I like immediately knew what I wanted to say in the story and just like wrote it all out. And then mm -hmm. this other pilot that I've been working on, it's been like months of me just like yes. trying to figure out the outline. It's also my first attempt at like a real like ensemble cast. So I have like five characters that I'm trying to figure out like mm -hmm. how to balance everything. Um it's so, a great yeah. idea is this the one that we were working on together yeah 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 it's awesome it's kind of it hasn't like a, um it's like a glee meets ap bio yeah yeah sort of comment uh sort much. of uh concept yeah yeah it's like uh oh it's let me see, maybe work on my my log line it's, yes uh, it's missability let's hash this out now <laughs> yeah, yes title is missability yeah that's a great title half hour comedy yes and it follows a, a washed up aging beauty queen who is put in charge of this after school program for disabled kids um and she's determined to turn them into these inspirational beauty pageant stars but they have other plans yes yeah that's that's it <laughs> yeah because the comedy is that they have other plans and that she's like so excited about being a beauty queen yeah and she's trying to like i can't remember if i if we were working on this together, but I feel like I want it to be something like she, she did something really bad where she like has fallen from like the beauty pageant industry. So now the kids yeah. are like her like way back in is like what she's thinking. So she's trying to use them as like her inspirational little, little uh, angels. And then they're just like, no, like, fuck you lady. We're gonna, <laughs> we're yeah, gonna do this our way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I was picturing like uh, Lindsay Lohan, like maybe um, maybe she like slapped a cop like she was drunk getting out of a party. Yes. Yeah, I love and that. Ha yeah, had to do community service. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll come up with something. Something. Wild yes. For her to yes. Do. <laughs> At the next uh, log line buddy meeting. Yes, please. We'll figure we'll figure something out. Yeah. Perfect. And so what what shows in, in movies do you think have gotten it right in terms yeah. of representation? Of people um, of disabled people yeah definitely rami like we talked about earlier yeah great he character and, steve yeah steve is great i also just love like i've listened to a few interviews with rami and steve and like they were friends in real life and then yeah. Rami got this show and was like well steve is gonna be in it i just love their like whole dynamic is yeah um oh my yeah oh my god when he was helping him um 
I, I don't know, like jerk off. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> so funny. Wow. That oh. was an amazing episode. Yes. So good. I lo- there, needs, there needs to be more disability in comedy is yeah. what I've decided. And, and also I think that they are working on some kind of show for Steve. Yes. I heard that too. I cannot wait to see whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah, Rami's really good. Another show um, is special on Netflix, uh, Ryan O'Connell. Yes, loved it. That one's great. And uh-huh. another show. He was th- also unlikable. Oh, yes. He's such an yes. asshole. I also love like an anti-hero character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and another, this is like similar vibes, but it was um, Speechless on ABC. Yeah, great show. So yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, Mini Driver's hilarious. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, those are my... I feel like those are my top like recommendations there's also like just from the work uh like that i've been helping with on respectability there's some like great like children's programming that's coming out that i can't oh. name names but like oh. it's, it's very cool to see like for like stuff with like like preschool aged kids or like having more like authentic and like real representation of disability which is cool to see yeah but where do you get your your confidence from do you My think? confidence? I don't yeah. know. It is. There are actually like I don't know if there's studies, but like a lot of kids uh, that are either born with disabilities or like acquire them early on, like become comedians because it's like oh. um, you like you develop this persona almost to like distract uh, or like separate yourself from the disability. Yeah, there's there's like psychological like studies about it. So that's that's probably it. I don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, because I was always, oh, I was telling this story earlier, and then um, my internet went away. (laughs) Yes. Like, I have, like, a very distinct memory of being in middle school, and I was always, like, very quiet. I had, like, my one best friend or, like, my little group of friends, and, like, we didn't talk to anyone else. Like, we were, like, too cool for everyone else. But yeah. I remember it was, like, we were hanging out with a bunch of kids after, like, a choir concert or something, and this, this guy was, like, hey, like, you you don't talk a lot, but when you do, you're really funny. And I was like, Oh, ooh. oh. it was like the first time I had ever been like, I was like, Oh, I am funny. Like, so like, yeah, like, but he was like noticing you. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, what? Uh, so it's always yeah. like a, a, like a memory I have that was like, and then of course, like I never pursued comedy until like college. <laughs> so it's just like little moments like that, that it's like, why, why wasn't I listening? <laughs> right. But maybe you were hearing it in a different way. I don't know if yeah. you were like, Oh, he likes me. Yeah, I remember being like, oh, I am funny. And like people are people who can hear me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Um, I feel like recently I was uh, talking to my therapist and she was like, you sound really confident. And and I she had to like explain to me like what confidence is. And I was like, really? I, I, do? <laughs> I do? Yeah. Like, yeah, I was shocked. I was like, I. I never, cause I, yeah, it's uh, like me in like a sort of leadership role or me in a, like, it's very hard for me to imagine these things. Me asking people for, for things, for money, for, for, for my work or, or yeah. anything. Like it's, it's hard for me to, to do that because I think like, oh, you're, you know, this person wouldn't care. This person wouldn't want, want to know this about me. Yeah. Um, it, but a part of being in this um, in this community, a, a part of being a Hollywood player, <laughs> is uh, is 
you have to sell yourself. You have yeah. to sell your, you're the product. Yeah. I do think, yeah, it's been super helpful just like practicing, like pitching with other people. And also like I worked in PR for too long. Yes. Another <laughs> and- thing that we have in common, although I feel like it like I, the, the, the brow beating, yeah. um the coddling i i don't know i feel like it, it kind of ruined my spirit in a way but like for you yeah how, how did pr help you oh i mean so in the moment i was like how did i fall into this career <laughs> yeah like, i was like i i don't know it was like i liked certain things about it like i liked working with writers and like trying to like uh like find the right pitch for the right writer and like the feeling oh, so of you like, worked in book pr no no i worked in uh like hospitality pr okay. so i worked with a lot of like bars and restaurants and hotels nice uh-huh. so, yeah it was cool but it's just like uh I, the, I guess the feeling of like being like so like this uh this bar is working on like this thing that this writer is interested in and like being able to connect them and like see that end up being a story in like a magazine or whatever is like a cool feeling but like yeah it there's it so much goes into that it's just like constant pitching constant rejection constant like people are so mean to publicists like via yes. email, like which i get it we're annoying as hell but like yes and then they <laughs> um, want free stuff oh yeah oh my god that was the worst um, yeah but, i've been on both ends of that but yeah uh, but yeah go on I was going to say, but I feel like that did all help me like transition into the entertainment industry because it's like, it's just constant pitching, but now I'm pitching myself, but I know I'm like, I'm used to like the constant rejection is like, fine. I'm used to that. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, especially when you think of it as like, they're not rejecting like you and your words, like they're reject. It's like, you're not a fit for whatever it is that you're applying for. Like, it's not like saying like you're a bad writer like it's just like it's not a fit for like the story it's not a fit for the whatever they're you're working on right and like, so, yeah and so you know you have to just move on to the next yeah. person and just find so i'm i think that like is something i learned in pr very quickly is that like it's not that like whatever you're pitching is bad it's just not a fit and so like you have to move on because like someone's going to say yes eventually and so like applying that to like pitching myself as a writer has been really uh helpful (laughs) that's great yeah i feel like for me uh i'm i'm somebody that that needs accountability and i feel like when it comes to other people i'm i i want to help them i or i want to do the right thing or i want you know i feel like you know somebody's gonna yell at me so i i gotta do the right thing uh whereas when it's for me that's when the excuses come that's when i'm like oh well somebody wouldn't be interested in that i'm I, yeah. i'm just not going to go for it or i or if i do go for it um i i don't know it's it's hard for me. It, it, it this is something that i'm learning to do is to uh to to trust you know what i have to offer and just and just yeah. go for it yeah but you totally. for you this was never um, like you've always had this sort of inner confidence um not it wasn't just from um it might have been from from PR but but I think you've you've always sort of known that that you know you were bound for I for, for greatness uh, for great I don't I don't know about that <laughs> but I feel I was also like um 
an only child and so I mm-hmm. feel like I I don't know like as a at a young age it was just like whatever like I'm this is I don't know where I'm where I'm going with this. I definitely have not always been super confident. Like I've always, I've always been like very quiet. I'm definitely like an introverted person. Like yeah, I can me too. I can talk to anyone and like improv definitely helped me with that. Like I can talk yeah. to whoever about anything. Um but like I need time to recharge also. I feel like after like socializing can be exhausting sometimes. Um so that's like me as an introvert. I don't know. I yeah. don't know where the confidence comes from. <laughs> yeah, there's there's some kind of um it's funny that you say that because I I can't remember who told me that, but the difference between an um introvert and an extrovert is that an introvert uh goes to, like the um whoever said this to me and it could have just been like the TV going like as I was washing dishes. I I don't know, but like um someone who's introverted, like say that there's a big party um, the extrovert is is schmoozing, talking to people. The introvert is schmoozing, talking to people. But but there's a moment where that introvert has to retreat and yeah. just go somewhere. And and that's me. Yeah, me like I, I need to take a break. Yeah, or I I love like being around people, but sometimes it's enough just to like literally sit in the room <laughs> and like yeah yeah be around people. Yeah yeah me too. Yeah, totally. But it, in this industry, it's like you, you know, it's like, yeah, you can sit in the room, but you have to talk. Yeah, you have to be out. I had a writing teacher who was like, she basically was like, my strategy for that when she moved to LA was like, uh, she would host like the parties and invite people to her. So that way, like people are coming to oh. her instead of like, constantly trying to like, get into like all these different like parties. She would just like host events at like, just like that's smart casual get-togethers at her house i was like maybe i'll try that strategy when i get out there <laughs> yeah just like how and like everyone will be all vaxxed up by then hopefully oh yeah <laughs> yeah i mean we got our first fax this week you and i yeah yes. yeah um april by july you know hopefully you know god willing people yeah. don't you know go crazy because there's supposed to be this like impending doom fourth wave that they're talking about right now also so who knows what will uh two weeks when this airs uh (laughs) what will happen with that impending doom um thing that the cdc director was saying but like uh yeah um Uh, maybe i hope so i hope we can hang in july that would be great me too oh an in-person hang what a treat (laughs) yeah have you had any have you seen any of your friends or how how you're doing among us sometimes like yes with some, with some friends in the a area a lot of virtual like, a lot of yeah. virtual game nights virtual Same. hangs um in the summer it was great we did a lot of like outdoor park hangs um mm-hmm. my building has a, like a pretty nice rooftop area with like some furniture up there so we've been like um just kind of hanging out up there so it's like out in the open and yeah <laughs> everyone can hang out with their masks on yeah um yeah or like i don't know i'm also i'm still afraid to go to like patios or like restaurants because i live in a very i live in like um like lakeview lincoln okay. park for any like chicago <laughs> people uh-huh. are familiar so it's like i just a know lot of band yeah yeah that's that's all i knew too before i moved here uh-huh. um haven't seen them yet but yeah oh <laughs> but... the lead singer's dead oh that's right yeah r.i.p yes go um, on go on anyway <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> uh, too late for like, that yeah too late i will never see him um uh, 
there's a lot of like college age kids and like a lot of bars and like people that are living in like very different realities. Like, yes, there's a bar directly across the street from me that has just been packed like every night throughout inside, the pandemic. like inside, like no one's ever wearing a mask. Like because it's like dead ass cold, like it's super cold. Yeah. In Chicago. Yeah. And so people go indoors like there's yep. it's not like L.A. where people are hanging outside. No, so no, they're no. going inside. Yeah. And you you had a horrible spike. Yeah, it was really bad. Um, yeah, it was real bad. Uh, I have avoided it, luckily, knock on yeah, wood. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I know a few people that got it and luckily like didn't have um, symptoms that were too bad. But yeah, oh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just people are living in like very different, different worlds. <laughs> right. And so it's still packed. It's still packed. People are also like I was in a Walgreens the other day and someone had come in with like their shirt over their nose instead of a oh, mask. I've seen that. And like tried to play it off. And the woman at the counter was like, uh, sir, <laughs> like, yeah. you need a mask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, children. Yeah. Not even children because no, kids are was, really good with masks. Yeah, I've this seen is like a grown adult man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just it's a spoiled people. I have no idea because, yeah, kids are super good wearing masks. So I shouldn't say that that he's acting like a child, that person. Um, yeah. That's so annoying. Yeah. So, yeah, these are the people that we, we have to um, contend with and, and whatever. So, yeah, that's yeah, that's a super uh, bummer. Um, so let's change the, let's change it. Let's, let's find something happy. What's something happy right now that's going on in your life that you're really excited about? Like what, what's, what's making you happy these days? Oh man. I mean, I mean, I just, a lot of new things happening, you know, I got like this newish job. Yeah. A move to LA. Great is on company. The horizon. Yeah. I'm like doing, Hollywood player. Yeah. I'm a Hollywood player. Yeah. I have like finally transitioned out of PR into the entertainment industry. Which yes, is fuck PR. Horrible. Yeah. But I also Awful. can't escape it. Like I people are now asking me just to like just take a quick look at this press release. They're like, we Ugh. know you have a background and I'm like, ah <laughs> All right, fine, I'll do it. But um Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think also I will, Which is nice too, right? It, yeah, it is nice to like skill. Be in demand. <laughs> yes. Um I, I like will say something that I think have I've uh, done better with in the pandemic is like networking uh, Mm -hmm. with Zoom because it's so much easier just to like, you know, there's no like logistical nightmare of like, okay, well, you live in this part of town, like you live over here, let's find somewhere in the middle, like, oh, like, you don't have to deal with traffic, like, it's so much easier just to like, uh, like, oh, do you want to jump on a quick Zoom call, like, for like 10 minutes, like this time, and like, yeah, sure. So I feel like it's been easier. Like I've gotten to meet so many great people like through like our group with Amy and like right. other different groups. So just, you know, I'm looking forward to continuing, you know, obviously in person, but I hope some of the virtual stuff sticks around. <laughs> I think so. I think that people have become more comfortable with that because it, it does make things a lot easier. I feel like even um, my cousin was saying that recently, how she she feels like she actually sits and has a proper breakfast breakfast now yeah um like I, I I feel like that too I feel like people um are this this um this lockdown has has changed us in in many ways and it'll, it'll be interesting as things start to open up and and you know god willing like this thing goes away um you know 
we'll still be have our PTSD um, and and the things that go along with it. So yeah, I think virtual meetings will still happen. Writer, writers rooms, I think might be virtual for a while and then maybe it will um depending on the type of meeting i don't know maybe it'll open up to where it's like in person yeah that's actually something interesting so i was just i went to this like virtual event (laughs) yeah more virtual and it was like about um like being a writer's assistant or a script coordinator um oh okay i i saw that yeah yeah i sent the notes um yeah in the group but it was really interesting they were saying how like most um drama writers rooms like uh for drama shows are like totally happy to keep doing virtual like they don't really see a need to be in person but comedy rooms are like super anxious to be back in person because they feel like they're, they don't work as well over zoom and so i was interested it, i don't know i found it interesting i guess i can see how like in a comedy room it's a lot of like joke punch-ups and like yeah you kind of right. need that energy to like like feeding off of other people in the room um which doesn't work as well over zoom if you're like cutting audio off and you know there's like a delay but I yeah yeah it, it, yeah it's definitely more stilted and then as you're as you're talking like just as we're talking too like i'm waiting for you to finish so that i can start um, yeah. But if we were in person, uh, it would be it'd be more even more free flowing. Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was interesting. I guess yeah, as comedy writers now it's like we gotta we gotta get back in in person. <laughs> yes, but then not risk our lives. But people, right? Are, yeah, but I imagine that it would there there would be a lot of safety precautions in place, and it would be nice to sit with adults and and um and and talk funny funny things try to (laughs) try to make each other laugh and try to find trying to find the funny in different life situations yeah it it would be really awesome yeah um so so for me like because i was asking you like what makes you happy these days um like for me like i've been trying to read more and so i just finished this book called milk fed um and then i'm trying to read the the rib king um like these are things that i'm trying to accomplish is there something that you're trying to accomplish before you move like what what's something that you because you're you're leaving chicago you were just there for two years um i haven't asked you about second city yet i want to ask you about second city um but you you were basically there for second city is that why you went to chicago yeah so i applied to their year-long filmmaking program uh at second city and it's basically like like a year like a crash course in film school but it's focused on comedic uh storytelling like folks on comedy mm-hmm. um so that was yeah i got in uh and so i moved to chicago for that in 2019 and then was planning to like only be here a year and then move to la but then graduated uh into um 2020 and everything went uh, uh went yeah crazy. yeah so you're just stuck here yeah stuck so in chicago year. yeah honestly you know not a bad place to spend a pandemic but because <laughs> you're uh, not that far from your family have you been able to see your family in minnesota yeah it's a drive it's like a seven hour drive so okay my parents did uh, yeah they came down for um like once over the summer and then they came down again at like christmas time which was mm-hmm. nice um, to see them. Yeah, definitely closer. Um, it's like a forty-five minute flight or a seven-hour drive. So it's yeah, like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But it's then crazy. yeah, getting on a plane. It's oh uh, yeah, they drove. Yeah, yeah. Especially these days. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, Second City was great. Um, and it was like the program I was in, it was just, um, there were 14 of us. So I just spent like a year with 14 people making like comedic short films and scripts and just like, uh, just goofing around. <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. a great time. Mm-hmm. You miss it? Yeah. I mean, that's, those are like the main friends I have here. So I still get to see them. Those are who we, we play among us together. Those yeah. Are all the friends. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's, I definitely miss like making things, uh, and just like doing like a real, like no budget, like quick, like down and dirty sketch video. Like I miss making that. Um, so yeah, in terms of things you asked if there was like the things I wanted to do, I, I want to film that web series that I have been working on that, which is how I met Amy through the contest. Yeah. Um, You have 80 pages. I do. I have so much material yeah and i filmed one i'm trying to do them in like super short like like one minute videos of like uh-huh. tiktok style so i filmed one and then my life got busy and so now i'm trying to figure out <laughs> when i'm gonna make the others but i would like to get that finished you know before i move in a couple of months just to like make a project and like have it out there <laughs> yeah and yeah. is there something that you want to see or experience in chicago before you leave it oh man uh I mean, I hope, you know, if things are open up, I would love to just do like a good Chicago like dive bar crawl. <laughs> nice. Like, like those people packed in the bar. Things, yeah. Like if these. You want to wedge know. yourself in between them. I'd ha- We'd have to do like a strategic, <laughs> <laughs> strategic like plan. But because I feel like, I don't know, Chicago has such a good like dive bar scene where they're just yeah. like, uh, there's so many just like, like hole in the wall type of places that are just like, I don't know full of characters <laughs> uh-huh yeah and i feel like that's the stuff i haven't really gotten to experience that much especially with everything being shut down for like most of last year yeah all, all you could do is just like watch the people from the windows yeah and, basically yeah. yeah it's like you i'm sure you're like shaking your head at them like you know yeah. what the fuck are you doing but then also you're just like oh man they're in yeah. a cool dive bar right now yeah it's like <laughs> i wish i didn't care about other people as much as they like <laughs> yeah but then also yeah I'm like it's like, i don't even know what that would be like fomo meets um you know shaking my head i, I don't know it's i i wonder if there's like a word for that i don't know it's very i'm watching the bar like right now from my window and they're having they have turtle races here it's like a big what? thing in chicago yeah i i had never heard of it until i moved here but it's like a like thing. literal turtles like literal turtles you like bet on a turtle and it's just like i don't know <laughs> it's just drunk people screaming at like these turtle races in a in a bar and that just has been going on like the whole pandemic and so like very surreal wow or, so so yeah uh, presumably uh like they're maskless yeah 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 in a cramp spot <laughs> yep. screaming at turtles yes this yes is what people are choosing wow to do time in a pandemic <laughs> yes oh this is yeah. this is these are the these are the people these are the super spreaders they are really they really are yeah and those turtles are probably like leave me alone i know they're like god i thought i was gonna get a break <laughs> yeah it's like i thought i was just in a cool dive bar and i'm getting yeah. screamed at just like let me be yeah just let me be a turtle oh yeah yeah wow chicago it's weird it's a weird place (laughs) no one talks about that everyone focuses on how screwed up florida is but that that sounds pretty um crazy 
Yeah, I mean, I'm given maybe I'm giving Chicago a bad rap because I'm just am fed up with all of the dumb idiots in my neighborhood. But <laughs> yeah. oh my god, hilarious! So okay, so part of your ascent, Leslie, into Hollywood playerdom is scoring fellowships and awards, right? Like I, I think that's that's the goal for everyone. Um, to yeah. Start. That a lot of people say that uh, you know to start in um, in this business uh, for TV writing the the uh, way to go is to um, apply for these like fellowships and stuff. And so uh, luckily we were, we've gone into Amy's mentoring program, which has been incredible. But in addition to that, you've also won a slot in this like spanking new program. Can you tell us about it? Oh, cool. Um, So yeah, the fellowship that I just um, found out that I, um, got into is with this company called Black Magic Collective, and Ooh. they, yeah, they're so they started as a, a camera company, like they still make a oh yeah really yeah, like cameras yeah yeah exactly. And then they're doing a, a more like career initiative program. So this okay. one um, that I'm in is called the All Access uh, program, and it is for filmmakers and writers with disabilities. Um, and it's the mm-hmm. first year they're doing it, so very exciting. It's me and like six other people, which is really cool. So we just kind of get together a couple of times a month and uh, yeah, try to talk to like people in the industry and bring in guests and do that hustle. (laughs) That's great. Yeah. And it it includes uh, Kashmir Jasmine, who uh, was in last week's uh, podcast. If you want to check her out, uh, she's really great. Um, so that's amazing. Uh, and it's just started or it's going to start? Yeah, it just started. Um, we had our first official meeting yesterday. Um, mm-hmm. And then it's kind of just, you know, it's really based on like everyone's schedules and like who like we're reaching out to in the industry, like whenever they're available to meet with us and just kind of ongoing for like a year or till the end of the year. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. Congratulations. So Thank let's you. let's do it. Let's play a game. Yeah. This game is Bad Trip or Happy Bliss. So we both saw Bad Trip. Bad Trip was pretty funny. Um, For those at home, it's... um, it's it's on Netflix and it's like uh, two films in one, I would say. Um, yeah. It's a road trip buddy comedy, but then it's also a series of hidden camera pranks and it gets really um, lowbrow, very <laughs> silly, uh, but I laughed. Uh, it's with Eric Andre, Little Rel, Tiffany Haddish in an incredible performance. I didn't know she was like so good at improv. She was I so good. No yeah, it's just a natural. Okay, so um, let's play this game. It's Bad Trip or Happy Bliss. Uh, I'm going to rattle off some quotes, and I want you to say if it comes from the movie Bad Trip or if it's a happy bliss moment, <laughs> kind of silly moment um, from recent news that is not in the movie. Okay. Okay. So the first one is, no, how am I going to help her by giving her my vest? 
Oh, that's from Bad Trip. That was one of my favorite moments. <laughs> Hilarious. Yes. It's from Bad Trip. Uh, it involves the moment Tiffany Haddish pretends to escape. Like, what What were your thoughts? I was dying. That was, like, my favorite. That guy was so funny. He, like, tries to... <laughs> Tiffany Haddish, like, comes up to him. She's, like, an escaped convict. And yes. like, he's got to help me. And he's, like, get out of here. And then the, uh, I don't know, like, the guard, the prison guard... Yes comes up to him and is like did you see anyone and he's like oh no like what would I do how would I help her yeah oh, flawless well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was pretty pretty amazing okay next one uh number two I have officially I okay I have officially found the one person that is right for me oh I don't remember that one I'm going to say, was it Bliss? News Bliss? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yes, this is a happy Bliss. This is okay. not from the movie Bad Trip. Uh, a man made news this week after posting on, I believe it was Reddit, that uh, it was a touching announcement uh, that he is retiring from Pornhub after oh. finding love. Good for him. Good for him. He found his soulmate. <laughs> Okay. Wow. Number three. Don't look him in the eye. <laughs> oh God. I'm gonna say bad trip. I don't remember it, but that sounds like it would be in there. <laughs> yes, you you're acing this. Okay, yes. Bad trip. Um, Eric Andre's character gets caught up in a gorilla cage. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. It's very graphic. Uh I'll leave you to check it out, uh, listeners at home. Um, I laughed. It's, it could be very problematic. I, I mean, what chaos ensues. Yes. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a lot. I will agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to talk about it without giving away. Right. <laughs> what but happens? I will, I will say that bad trip. Um, there were a lot of butt shots, like. If you did a comparison between Bridgerton and Bad Trip, um, it's pretty up there with uh, yeah, it's butt shots. Pretty even, even split, yeah. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's he does he must do squats. I don't know. Uh, good job, Eric. I mean, if you're making your own movie, you might as well put your butt in it as many times as possible. Yeah, that's what I say. Right. Why not? Right. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, number four. Why are people still talking about this? They bumped into me. I said I'm sorry, which is insane, but whatever. Oh, man. I don't really remember that either. Okay, I'm going to say uh, Bliss, Happy Bliss. Okay. Yes, you're right. This is Happy Bliss. This is not from the movie Bad Trip. Bo and Yang played the iceberg, like a sassy iceberg that sank the titanic on weekend update it was really funny um yes. april 15th marks the anniversary of the catastrophic event that rocked the world um so the, the scene was so hilarious uh instead of talking about the deadly crash um this uh sassy iceberg had other things to talk about um i.e a new hyper pop edm new disco fantasia album called music uh, I loved when the iceberg said, you came to where I lived. I was chilling. 
It's really funny. Check it out. Cla- classic joke. Classic. Uh, really great. Another another great uh, improvisation moment too. Uh, mm-hmm. Okay, so number five, shoot your shot. Oh, I mean, it, it's got to be bad trip. <laughs> yes, you're so good at this game. <laughs> random ass game you're so good yes bad trip um so yeah so this was like the beginning of the movie um before the first prank involving a vacuum um this uh, at the car wash um the victim urges eric andre's character to shoot his shot and ask his high school um crush uh maria lee Uh, i love that she had maria lee gallery (laughs) Yes, this Which was a gallery prestige owner. gallery. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the the victim, he uh, the prank victim, urged um, Eric to shoot his shot and uh, just try to ask her out, but it totally does not work out. That's pretty. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> All right. Last one. The number one reason women don't get started is fear. Oh, I don't want to fuck it up on my last one, but I'm going to say happy bliss. Ooh, you're right. You Woo. did. You did it. The six oh. out of six. Yes. Happy bliss. This is not from the movie Bad Trip. Um, so this past week, a 26-year-old woman named Tori Dunlap went viral on TikTok after explaining how she'll retire with $6 million. Like, okay, what is she going to do? with that with all that money um it's gonna be like i don't know like scrooge mcduck in a in a yeah in a room full of coins diving Uh, into that pile of coins yeah i mean it sounds nice but like after a week it's you know she's just starting her life but anyway uh she urges women to start investing i don't know if you've done that i know our we have a mutual um membership but not mentorship friend uh shireen who is actually very much into investing i should oh really um, on yeah to, to i'm gonna connect with her <laughs> yes um she's really into it so this woman tori she says it doesn't have to be much even 20 dollars a month is a good start uh she says the key is starting asap so that compound interest whatever that is so that compound interest can work for you got it so you know for your hollywood player dumb um, part of that means uh, making good investments. So, For sure. what, do you, what do you think about that? Are Are you gonna be doing that, Robinhood yeah. or whatever those like apps are? I, so, I almost opened a Robinhood account like the day uh-huh. before that, like everything happened in the stock market that I don't understand. But like, and yeah. they like people like are suing them now. So, I I somehow avoided that. I don't. My dad is a big like stock investing person and I know nothing about it. So I feel like I'm going to connect with him now and try to figure this out because I am not a stock person. Yeah. Just give him, give him some twenties and just ride. (laughs) Like, what do I do with these? (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, Venmo him some money and, and then he'll, uh, he'll set it up for you. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. And then let me know, let me know how you do and and what you use and, and then I'll try to copy that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been awesome talking to you. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. And then how can people get in touch with you? How can people find you? Oh, I'm on the Twitter. I spend way too much time on Twitter. Uh, nice. My, you can find me at, it's just my name, Leslie 
Hennen, L-E-S-L-E-Y-H-E-N-N-E-N. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the same on Instagram. I got the same handle, which is uh-huh. people are impressed by that. I, I don't I don't know why, but I guess, I don't know, because I was able to get my real name uh, without any like dashes or numbers or anything for both Ooh. Instagram and Twitter. So big, big bragging point for me. <laughs> are there other Leslie Hennens? Not that I'm aware of. So I think that's probably a good. <laughs> yeah. <that> helped. <laughs> nice yeah yeah step one have a different name than everyone else yeah yeah yes yeah but good for you and it's an easy way to remember yeah yep okay this is great so thank you so much thank you well so we'll see you next week i'm yummy coco keep your lamplight trimmed and burning bye bye leslie bye good night good night and we'll, we'll we'll get together again for a long line